Yo, 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 what is happening? What is up? Welcome to another podcast of the Second Firstborn Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Williams, the Stefan Williams. And of course, as always, I am accompanied by my co-host, Cora. <laughs> you caught that alley that time. I'm so proud of you. We're making strides, leaps and bounds, everybody. Um... So today we're going to do things a little different. Um, today, my co-host, the lovely Corey Ogia, is going to host the show. And I'm more like more than likely going to add commentary and answer the questions. So. Exciting. Are you excited? I am. Finally, let go of a little bit of control here. Yeah. I mean, it's our show, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's jump into it. All right, let's go. Episode three. Um, we're supposed to be recapping our last one. Yeah. Do you remember what the last episode was? Yikes. <laughs> so the last episode we talked about sex, monogamy, and friends. Mm. That was a good one. It was. My friends enjoyed listening to they that did? one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They all listened. I'm happy for your friends that actually tuned in and listened. That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. awesome. It's amazing. Um, part of the things that we talked about was um, whether or not you could be in a relationship and, you know, faithfully to one uh relationship while being exclusive um exclusive exclusivity was part of the main topic so i mean if you need us to go into further detail Mm -hmm. you could just go back and listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. thank you yeah lots (laughs) of talk about monogamy and whether or not we can handle it i think i still stand by my word that um Maybe in another life, but I'm going to sit this one out. Mm, interesting. Uh, but yeah, that was the recap of our last episode. Okay, so getting into today, we are going to start with our first question for Mr. Stefan here. Ooh. What are things that hold men back in a relationship? Hmm. Um, I would say that some things that hold men back in a relationship are, um, some communication barriers. Um, some men may not be willing or wanting to, um, to communicate all that well, all too soon, Mm -hmm. I guess. Why is that? Do you think? I think it's because we're still having a... Me, for, I can't speak for anybody else, but I can just speak for myself. Um, there's this, there's this filling out process. Like you're still trying to debate whether or not within yourself, whether um, this is how you see things going. Um, some things are still uncertain in in a man's mind, I, be, I believe, and it just it seems like. Uh, it feels like they may be um, unconcerned about things, but it's really just more so 
like trying to understand within themselves like how do I go about these things how do I go about communicating how do I go about opening up how do I go about doing the things and the things and the things that my partner is asking me for without necessarily feeling like I'm being pressured to do so if that makes sense so it's kind of like a trust thing you're still trying to gain trust for your partner so it blocks the communication um you're not able to be vulnerable just yet i would say it's it's partly um i would say it's more comfort than it is trust because mm. like you can start having trust at the beginning of the relationship without really being in the relationship as long mm-hmm. but you gain more comfort like with time with experience and um i don't think that necessarily has to do with trust itself if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah interesting so what do you think some things are that hold women back in relationships um i feel that um, their insecurities are more so um, prevalent in a relationship. Um, if they're used to doing one thing one way, um, they'd want it the way they want it to be, you know? Say, for instance, you haven't been loved in your previous relationship. Not you specifically, but speaking in general. Say, for instance, you weren't loved the right way in your previous relationship. And then you start getting love the right way in your new relationship, your current relationship. Um, You may not be used to that love. You may be like, whoa, this is like, how do I know that this is real? How do I know he's not playing games? How do I know he's just like not putting on a show for now? And then later on, it's just different. Um, The insecurities come up like, oh, well, why me? Why is this happening to me now? Why is this like that? Um, I feel like men are more secure in a way that they don't worry about things of that nature. And if they do, then it's like they don't voice those insecurities because there's the the first, the facade that they have to be the man in a relationship and not let too many things get to them, even though there's a lot of things that get to men. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be that um, women know what they want and aren't receiving um, certain things to their expectations, but that comes um, with time. It's like women expect, well, I feel like some women expect men to like already have everything together already have the things and the things ready and openly give everything but yet you know it's more i feel like the last episode we were talking about it's more like pressure even though she's not meaning to pressure him it's like well if you don't have your stuff together it's 
I need you to do this. I need you to do these things. I need you to do the things and things. That way we can, you know, go on with our relationship. And from a man's point of view, it's like, all right, well, get your shit together or or else. You know, it feels more like an ultimatum more so than a partnership. So do you not feel like men have those same expectations for women? You don't think that on day number one, there are just certain things that you want to happen, prefer to happen, kind of expect to happen. And so over the course of time, you too wouldn't be disappointed if you felt like, you know, things weren't going a certain way. I don't necessarily feel like women are always trying to pressure men. I think that especially women who have been hurt in the past, we're trying not to repeat cycles. Right. So I know for myself in particular, one of the things that I keep in the forefront of my head is not dating people for potential anymore. Mm. I was watching this one woman that I follow on Instagram and she was talking a lot about how easily women fall for men and we will stay in a relationship for years and years and years just based off of a man's potential. And that potential may never really come to fruition. We just know that they're capable of it and we cling to that. And then we end up getting into situations that aren't serving us. So I don't necessarily think that it's all about insecurities or things from the past you know, kind of making us a certain way. I think that it's really just like a defense mechanism. Sometimes we want more for ourselves. And so there are men out there who are willing to give that on day number one. I think that my opinion of what holds the, what holds men back in relationships, yes, is communication, but I think it has a lot to do with being vulnerable. I think that when women seek men out, they're looking to be vulnerable with someone. And I think that it comes more naturally for us to do so. Whereas men, they take a long time to want to give themselves. So you have to dig and dig and dig before you can really say, I know my partner fully or, you know, my partner tells me everything or shares everything. I feel like men are much more reserved. I think that has to do with the fact that Men are expected to be at the forefront of a lot of things. Men are expected to do this. Men are expected to to be the protector and the provider in certain things, in certain aspects. But then it's like, well, is this the right person? You can't just give mm-hmm. everybody that same type of commitment. And say, for instance, if you were hurting your past, like I'm not saying that that would be a reason to not give yourself fully in the next relationship. It just takes time to want to open up and be as um, forward and committed as you were in a previous relationship when you gave your all and it, and it went nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like if something happened in your previous relationship to where you felt like you were crossed, you felt like you were mistreated then it's like, okay, why do I continue to give my all to somebody who doesn't deserve it? So it's really like the man trying to figure out whether or not she deserves it, you know? That's understandable. But I feel like if women move that way, then we wouldn't be in relationships because 
men are not always as able to withstand that kind of pressure. Like to me, that feels like pressure. Mm-hmm. You're trying to challenge me in mm-hmm. a sense. You're trying to test me. You want to put me through X, Y, and Z and see how long I can hang in there before you finally decide to give me you. And I just kind of feel like that's not how love goes. When mm-hmm. you decide to be in a relationship or at least the way that I grew up, the way that my father always told me is when you decide to give yourself to somebody in a relationship, you go all the way in, you know, love is difficult and it's tricky and you can't get your feelings hurt, but that's the game. So to me, I just feel like if you don't want to take the risk of getting hurt, then you should just stay single. But not everybody is willing to um, to go all in at first. They should stay single. But that's that's not accurate. That that's, takes me to the next question. That's I feel like if if you're wanting to go all in at the job of a dime, as soon as the relationship happens, that's that's not. I'm not saying you have to go all in on the first day. I'm just saying that you have to be willing to be vulnerable. Yes, of course, but you can't just be completely vulnerable at any given time at just the drop of the dime with all that everyone experiences you that that takes comfortability like the willingness to want to be vulnerable so how do you know or when do you know if this person is the one to open up to to be vulnerable with how do you figure what what do they do or what signs are you looking for that will make men feel more comfortable with their partner experience it's 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 more so like being put in situations to where you feel like you can open up with your partner rather so than it being like okay well we've been dating for three months so i think you need to be a little more vulnerable with me now no that's not how that works um with men it's like in situations to where um like loyalty is tested then that's when you know that somebody is loyal or in situations where you know whether somebody is being true that's when it proves that they are true you know like when somebody is talking about you behind your back and somebody comes up to you and they're like oh yeah well they were doing this i saw them doing that well if that's not something i heard directly from my partner then it's like okay i don't i don't know where this information is coming from cuz we can hear a lot of stuff from outside sources and then be like well go back to your partner and be like okay well i heard this about you i heard this about you then it's just about playing the he she he said she said game you know instead of trusting your partner to do what he or she is going to do you know whether it be in your presence or outside your presence it's I don't I don't know if I'm explaining this the right way but it it just feels like um you can't necessarily always give everything openly it's like but uh, yet you're asking the person to trust their partner on day number 1 do you no, see how backwards that is I don't 
that's not backwards because that's not how I see it. I, I want in my relationship, I have this expectation of certain things. You know, if, if you say that you're true, okay, you're true until you give me a reason to not believe that you're true. And so, then what do you do if that person gives you a reason to not believe that they're true? Then it's like you question everything before it. You start questioning everything after it. Mm-hmm. And then you still give opportunities to trust them, I guess, if that makes sense. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's like you're a little more standoffish, I guess. And it feels like... Um, what's the right word? It's... It's like it goes back to a filling out process. Once you've been in a situation to where um, the person has been untrue or unloyal or or the something else, it's like you have to fi- refigure out whether this is what you want. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I made any sense on that last <laughs> one, or if I even answered your original question, but. Let's get into the next bullet point because it's going to kind of piggyback off of it. So what are some barriers in a relationship that each person needs to get over or get past? Um, I would say that for both, a person's expectation of what should happen in a relationship needs to be thrown out of out of the window and why is that um if you're expecting somebody to do a certain thing just off the bat then more than likely that that's not going to be the outcome you know there can be a standard of what you're not going to accept and what you do accept Mm -hmm. but like just overall expectations of like oh i expect him to you know communicate with me daily and tell me how his day was or hit me up and this and that and call me when he's not doing anything or or want to see me all the time or make make this make that it's like sometimes those expectations are are good expectations sometimes they're not good expectations because there's some there's some reasons and um, I don't want to say excuses because excuses already sounds like you're making excuses. Um, but it's like everybody's not built that same way. They have things that happen to them that causes them to be a certain way. Um, like work, for instance, can be something that changes on a day-to-day basis. So like if if you were working at a job to where, you know, at the beginning everything's cool and then it starts to get more tiring and you start to exude uh, more energy at your at your job, then it may seem like you're more standoffish in your relationship because you've given all you can at your job. And then when it comes to your relationship, it seems like you're lacking because you're not doing the same things you used to do. But um, I feel like having an expectation like me personally every time I've expected something to happen a certain way it's never turned out that way and I felt like 
I was always disappointed in the end because I had such high expectations. I don't I don't want to expect certain things in a relationship because I don't want to be disappointed. And I feel like having expectations leads to disappointments. I could be wrong, but for me per se, I feel like if I have expectations then it's it's leading towards something that I don't want to be in. Because say for instance I expected you to call me when you wake up or you expected me to call you when I wake up and I don't call you or you don't call me then we're both disappointed, correct? Mhm. So like I feel like all right, well, if she wants to talk to me, she'll call me. And you'll feel like, well, if he wants to talk to me, he'll, he'll call me. But sometimes that's not always what happens. So, like, I I feel like you can still be um, very much so into a relationship without necessarily talking for hours on the phone every day, but yet still be very committed into that relationship. Um and it feels like the barrier of not communicating to a certain extent on a daily basis is is um i would say it's both detrimental and um too much for certain relationships um cuz having no communication in a relationship is terrible that relationship is is bound to to fall and it's bound to not work at all but as long as you're communicating then i feel that everything can be worked out everything can everything can be worked on you know so another barrier in a relationship going back to the original question is communication whether it be positive communication or negative so it can it can affect either way depending on which way you look at it. I would have to say I think that the biggest barrier I see in relationships is carrying your old habits into your relationship. Whether it be the way you grew up or how you did things in a past relationship or even how you lived your life as a single person and now dating again um I feel like a lot of people get comfortable they feel like oh well you met me this way so that's how you should be comfortable with me being and I agree with that because you don't want to change your partner but at the same time I feel like when you decide to date somebody you are kind of making a commitment to meet that person halfway so you know if you sat around playing video games all day like most men do these days and now you're in a relationship you would think that that would be a bit of um time that you would be willing to bend you know what I mean like you recognize that your partner wants your attention and that your partner is there and obviously they're not there just to stare at the ceiling so you know make time for them make them understand that yes this is your lifestyle but that they have a space in it I think that that's something that a lot of men miss is that we're not really asking for you to stop what you're doing. We're just asking for you to make room for us. We don't want to sit on the phone all day either. 
we don't want to be in constant communication either. I think that we just genuinely want to know that you think about us. We want to know that we're a priority. We want to know that there's room for us. So I think that that's one of the biggest barriers. And even for women, you know, we're accustomed to certain things, whether we come from being in a past relationship or from being single and we're used to living our daily lives how we live it. And then you get in a relationship with somebody who requires a certain thing or is asking a certain thing of you. It does take a little bit of energy to maneuver. But I think that it's a necessary one when you're trying to prove yourself, which goes back to, you know, what you were saying in the first question, just trying to make some solid foundation over time. You know, if you don't ever show your partner that they're a priority to you, then over time, that relationship will probably start to dwindle, you don't think? Um, In most cases, sure, I would agree. Uh, but every case is not the same case. So it, it would just, you would have to be in that situation in order to like effectively answer that. Because what works for one person may not work for the next. And what doesn't work for one person may actually work for the next person. So that may sound like a typical Libra answer. <laughs> like balancing out some things and trying to play devil's advocate. But like in all actuality, it's like, well, maybe that works for them. But it may not work for everybody. Okay. So the next one is who is more insecure in a relationship the man the woman what do you think before we get to this question um <laughs> never mind <laughs> uh so who is the more insecure in a relationship mm -hmm. the woman or the man um i think that that's a double-edged question um Honestly, I believe that the man is more insecure in a relationship. They just may not say it. Mm. When women are insecure in relationships, it's known. Mm -hmm. It's when, very loud. When men are insecure in relationships, most cases, the woman, the woman doesn't know about it. Mm. So there's things about themselves that they secretly battle that... Um, they don't want other people to know about. But like with women, um, they say it, they voice it, a lot of their insecurities. But men aren't necessarily willing to open up about their insecurities. Maybe that should be a next, uh, another topic for our podcast. That would be a good one. Because I really want to understand like why do men feel like it's not okay to be vulnerable about the things that really bother them on the inside why do y'all feel the need to walk around with this exterior as if everything's okay all the time nothing bothers me i'm secure within myself when really everything bothers you because that's what society teaches us to do okay well grow up <laughs> you know like you don't get to be this old and still moved by society that's a terrible excuse but that's what we're taught from so unlearning from the beginning like do you want a healthy relationship and that, that's 
that's that's another thing too like do you want a healthy relationship i understand your question i'm getting to your question but at the same time we're taught at a very young age that this is how things are supposed to work you can't just expect everybody to drop what they've learned for however many years they've been alive just to change it all of a sudden at a drop of a dime for a healthy relationship that doesn't it doesn't work like that so a lot of people a lot of men would feel like you know saying this that's that's the insecurity like what i'm taught at a very young age throughout all my life that a man is supposed to do this that a man is supposed to do that that's a big insecurity because you're still trying to live up to that but yet you get in a relationship and they want you to be vulnerable when everybody is teaching you that no you're not supposed to be vulnerable so like just dropping that at a at a job of a dime just to be in a relationship is takes some getting used to it so takes you some, personally do some you grips. think that it's okay for a man to be insecure in a relationship of course and what about voicing that um i feel like at points it's it's okay to voice it like it's always okay to voice your insecurities before it starts sounding like it's complaining and i feel like um men have been been groomed to not complain about things just to get over it <clears throat> excuse me just to get over it and deal with it and move on and and continue to pursue and continue to push through and then i feel on the same token that women have been groomed to voice their concerns to voice their opinions about whether or not this and that so it's like naturally when you come into a relationship there's going to be confrontation because on one hand you have somebody saying that oh it's okay for the woman to to voice her concerns and to almost feel like it's complaining but when it's com- when when they say it's complaining then it's like oh no she's just voicing her opinion but if a man is voicing his opinions in the same token in the same sense it's like oh well you just need to grow up and get over it you know so that's that's the disconnect where it's like okay well all right, if I'm being told this, then okay, then why should I even voice my opinion? Because it's going to sound like I'm complaining, you know? I'd have to disagree about the woman part of it because I don't know a single woman who just out of teenage years was comfortable with complaining and voicing every little thing and concern that they have in their relationship. I think that we're actually very similar in a sense that we're taught to shut the hell up and just deal with whatever our men give us. If they're cheaters, if they're liars, if they're abusers, if they don't bring money home, if they don't feel like raising kids, we just deal with it. Deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. So I'm not I'm not talking about in the relationship sense. Like I feel like I'm you're just saying in society. No, overall. no, no. I, I feel like you're talking about in the relationship sense. I feel like in certain things that like, okay, even in like women I think that's a bad um, example, but I'm going to give that example anyways, because when a woman is pregnant, 
regardless of the man is there or not, she's expected to provide for the kids. You know, she's expected to do this, that, and the other thing because she's the mom, you know? And I feel that in that instance that she shouldn't be um, a woman complaining is not the way to go, you know? I feel like that is a barrier because there are certain things a woman can complain about because, you know, she's in this by herself. She's raising the kids. She's going to work. She's providing for them. She's putting food on the table, a shelter over their head while trying to maintain her lifestyle, while trying to be in a healthy relationship, while trying to make money, while trying to save up money, while trying to, you know, make sure that the kids have funds for when they want to go to school. So it's like a bunch of things is in the same instance where a man feels like he shouldn't be complaining. I feel like women are told that same thing too. I feel like in the same token about that, I feel like um, women have more of a, it may not always be the case, but I feel like women have a stronger community to um, to help them along the way. Rather than, so it's just like the man is expected to do this. The man is expected to be a father to his kids or the man is expected to do these things in a relationship. And I feel like, it's it's all a barrier. So I wonder, with all the things that go on in relationships, it turns women cold a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And we choose to just be reserved, to back off, to give men space and tone down our clinginess um, and be what you have quoted, unemotional. How do you feel about that? Do you think that um, that's a red flag, seeing a woman be unemotional in a relationship? Or you think that that's like another balance? Sometimes it's needed. Tone down all of our emotions. I feel that both are needed. Like some, you can't have one without the other. So like you can't have a woman that voices her opinion expected to be you know unemotional but then you like men want a woman to be clingy to it a certain extent women men want women that's gonna like voice their opinions to a certain extent like once it gets past a certain extent then it's like okay well you know, <laughs> shut up but like i feel that once once people stop trying to control that and just let people be who they be then it's a difference. So like in every relationship you could you could say, Well, I wish that she would be more this, more that but it's it's there's a very fine line. Like me personally, either way, whether you're um clingy, whether you feel like you're emotionless or uh unemotional is what I what I wrote, I believe. Um, I feel that that comes into play in certain situations. So someone, like, so in one of my past relationships, I felt like somebody was unemotional because um, we would spend time together, but yet um, it felt like they were uh, detached. I felt, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um didn't feel as if they weren't there all the time um so it feels like 
you're alone in situations to where you feel like your partner should be there. Um, I felt in certain situations, like um, the way she went about saying things would make her unemotional, you know? Like, it's, there's, how do I say this? Like saying, it's not about what you say, it's about how you say it, you know? So if you were to tell me that um, I did something a certain way and it hurt you, but if you were to come off and say, oh, that shit was fucked up, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're just voicing your opinion and telling me how it, it made you feel versus telling me that I fucked up are two different things. And it's like, okay, well, how do I, how do I go about changing this? You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Makes plenty of sense. Yeah. I think it's um very difficult for me to not detach sometimes. So the question of like, is it okay for women to be unemotional in a relationship? I feel like it's one that I ask myself every day because I get tired of always being clingy and I get tired of like all of my overt cancer ways they honestly get in the way of everyday life because I feel like 90% of the folks in my life don't deserve it. I don't be feeling like I just should be out here super loving everybody. So it does make me cold sometimes. It does make me not want to pick up the phone. It does make me not want to laugh. It makes me not want to say I love you back to folks sometimes because I just be feeling like, Y'all they not reciprocating. It. Yeah, it's just not reciprocated. Like I said, it, it's it's a very unfortunate thing because I feel like a lot of women out there have so much love to give. So this conversation is so triggering because it's just like to think that there are women out there who would consider themselves unemotional or would say that they aren't clingy in a relationship. It's just like, why? We're talking about love here. We're talking about all the mushy things and stuff like why why is that not okay why do I have to feel like I have to dumb down or water down my feelings and my love for somebody because they don't know how to be that way because they don't ha know how to reciprocate that just kind of feels whack to me it makes me feel like well then this is just kind of platonic like maybe we're just like associates then if I can't be vulnerable enough with you to want to be annoyingly cute and you know, all the things, then what the hell are you doing? <laughs> That's just how I feel. But again, I recognize that me and my dramatic cancer feelings, people don't want to deal with that. So I keep it to myself and my kids. My kids love the mushy Cora. I mean, I, I believe kids are, I believe kids in general are more meant for mm -hmm. the clingy. Layla loves that shit. When I have a good day, and I'm like, oh, oh my, my gosh, mom. Yes, mom. she be lit. Like, mom, hold on, mommy is in a good mood. I love you she so much, She wants to cuddle. <laughs> mommy, did you know that I just, I just love you? Mm -hmm. What? Makes you melt, right? And it does, and that's the reason why I've been trying to tone down my attitude. Because sometimes I be looking at her like, dog, you have said I love you 15 times today. But it's just like, damn, the baby loves you. And Can she, she wants not to love tell you? you. Exactly. That's Is how us okay? adults feel. 
that's how us adults feel. It's like, damn, and can I, I not just say that I love you and again? I can't just text you again. Okay. I feel like in in certain relationships, like you you can you can and you can't do that in certain relationships Mm-mm, men don't like that y'all lying y'all be saying that y'all want a woman who's clingy and you want a girl to be all on you the truth is you don't you want for them to say that no you no want no for no, them no. to be capable of like it me, you want it for them me for instance when you're I, ready to do it me for instance <laughs> i want it to a certain extent like what is the extent Stephanie? like if can we get a ruler if you're if you're I can't be in a capacity to receive all this clinginess when, like, I'm dog tired from a rela- oh, from my from my job. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes a nigga just want to come home and go to fuck to sleep. Sometimes a nigga just want to come home and get on his fucking game. But then, you know, other times a nigga really be wanting to be loved by his girl. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Tough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like. I I put it in a sense like clothing. It's 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 gonna be a weird analogy, but it kind of works. So like in certain situations, are you gonna wear a suit and tie every day, or are you gonna go out and wear wear what's comfortable, wear what's feasible for the situation? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like every situation doesn't cause for a suit and tie. Sometimes you gotta put on your jeans, your t-shirts. Sometimes you just need to be bummy. Sometimes it does cause for you to dress up nice, smell good, look good, feel good. You know what I'm saying? And other times you just don't feel it. And it is okay. And I feel like in certain situations, women always wanted to be okay to like be clingy. But like, okay, be clingy. Just don't be upset when I'm not clingy. Okay, so who is more stubborn and hard-headed in a relationship? I feel like the man is more hard-headed in a relationship. Um, because, like, say if, say if you've been single for a long time and you get in a relationship, <clears throat> you're more so willing to do the things that you want to do. It's like, all right, well, I go to work, I come home, I go to sleep or I play games, or I do this. So, like, when you get in a relationship, it's, like, it's more so trying to balance out your your life, your your day, your Y'all be commitment to that. a, hey, 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 watch your mouth. Um, it's, it's, like, you get, in a sense, uh, a false sense of contentment in a relationship. Like, you do all the work to get in the relationship, and once you're in a relationship, it's just like, I'm content. <laughs> so, like, me, myself, I can say that I've I've done that numerous of times while you're over here shaking your head. Um, the complacency is just very real. Right. And the, folks don't like to admit com- that. It's, but it's, sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's not. It's just, it is what it is at times. But... I wouldn't always look at it as a bad thing. It's more so like hard headedness. Like I still want to, it's not like I want to have my cake and eat it too while like out talking to everybody, but it's just like, I work hard to get you and 
some men, me at times, don't feel like that you have to continue working hard to keep, you know? Like, I know that I have to continue to to work hard to keep my woman. But then in the same sense, it's like, okay, well, let me calm down a little bit because my pockets is not going to agree with me. But then a woman's going to come and say, well, it doesn't take money to to do the things and the things. But then in a man's eyes, it's going to be like, well, it doesn't take money to chill in the house. And then watch video games. There are or so play many things to do besides do watch Netflix and play video that, games you know. that don't cost money. Like what? You have to find what your partner likes. What do you like? I love going to the beach. Very simple. It's literally one of my favorite things to do. I will that go costs to the gas beach. money. <laughs> I will go to the beach at any time of the year and just You're lying. Sit. Yes, I am gay. In the rain? You'd go in the rain? I'm not going to sit out on the beach, but <laughs> I have absolutely sat in my car at the beach while it is raining. Yep. Mm. It's just what I like. But that's that's not a that's not something that doesn't cost anything. Okay. I mean, the gas. Okay. Cuz if you go to the beach enough times, you're going to be filling up that tank a few times. But, but I digress. that's the thing. Nobody's asking you to do these things every day. Just occasional, you know. <laughs> so dramatic. Anyway, let's move right along because you're turning this into a debate here. It's not a debate. My personal opinion on who is more stubborn is definitely a man. I think that... Um, don't say of course, though. I think that men are more stubborn simply because... They are selfish. I feel like it takes a long time for men to want to do for others. Once they want to, then it's lit like a lamp. But they're very stubborn about themselves. They're not going to put anybody else before them. Period. I wouldn't say period. Mm -hmm. Period. Like like I said, it takes some time. I feel like women are more prone to, to like caring more so because like when you come into certain things like women are more caring individuals to begin with wouldn't you agree yep so like when it comes to other things it's like all right well, man. we're not selfish of course you're not selfish the facial expressions behind this dog on <laughs> podcast, man. Why didn't we record today? That would have been great. <laughs> it really would have. Yeah. Because the facial expressions are really egregious today. They're on point. Like Moving always. on. Who is more likely to apologize or admit that they were wrong in a relationship? Not the woman. I feel like neither. I was going to say neither as well. Um, it depends like, on the particular relationship. I feel like it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Like there's been times in our relationship to where you've came back to me and said that I was wrong. And you were like, well, you did tell me this and I have to come back and I have to tell you that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in both instances, it's like, well, 
it's like you don't want to necessarily tell your partner that I told you so, but in the back of your mind, whether or not you're wrong or right, if you said something and you were right about it in your mind, you're going to be like, I told you so. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then there's been times when I was wrong in our relationship and I haven't voiced that I was wrong, you know? Mm. Why is that? Um, Because I don't want to admit it. I don't want to hear you say, I told you so. Um, Not that I know that you're going to say, I told you so, but just the feeling that I was wrong is a barrier. <laughs> Tying it all together, baby. Mm-hmm. That's good podcasting. That's good writing. <clears throat> so who do you think has a bigger wall to tear down in a relationship? Definitely the man. I'm glad you know. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate and I'm going to say the woman. <laughs> oh, man. Because, <clears throat> like, in most cases, in most cases... Women's first love is always going to be their father. Always. Like, if he's loving her the right way, then that wall has to come down. Because it's like, I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't have the correct love from a father. But then it's like, that's when the expectation comes, you know? And like we were talking about earlier, a lot of expectations leads to disappointment. You know, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I would also say women for have a bigger wall to tear down because it's like they go through much more. So on a vocal sense of what it is that they need to do in reality, when I feel like men, they know the expectations and it's just like, all right, either I'm either living up to this expectation or I'm not. And either way, they're okay with it. And in a lot of senses, you can't do that as a woman. Like, you can't be expected to be super mom and then have have a life of your own. You can't be expected to, you know, go out to the club when you have kids at home. You can't be expected to, you know, go to sleep early when you have other mouths in the house to feed, you know? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like, who has the bigger wall to tear down? Definitely it's men. Because of all the things that they're unfortunately groomed to come to know as before they even become men. So yes, they have a bigger wall to tear down. But just to play doubles advocate, women have a big wall to tear down as well. I would have to say that I think men have a bigger wall to tear down because at least women recognize the wall and we can kind of give you some tips and trips and I said trips, tricks to help along the way. Like we can acknowledge what's wrong with us. Y'all don't be knowing what the hell is going on with you. You just go through life haphazard as hell. And then at 40 years old, all of a sudden you start to recognize that you have some childhood traumas and shit going on. And now all of a sudden you need mommy and a therapist. So then you look back <laughs> on life and recognize. I, I wouldn't agree. To, I wouldn't agree with that. And then you look back on life <laughs> and recognize how you've treated all these people in your life 
Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't really all about them. I think women re- realize that a lot sooner. So I would say y'all's wall is a lot worse. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it's worse. I would say that they're equal in a sense. It just depends on the person to deal with that wall. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like everybody ain't built. <laughs> All right. <laughs> everybody okay. is not built to tear down your your wall. I just don't believe that they are. I think that there are some people out there, women in particular that some men they just cannot handle what they have going on and i don't know if it's a lack of want or if that woman just really has been through too much but i definitely think that there are some men who should just recognize that somebody is too much for them and be like you know what i actually can't do this oh my gosh you're too much for me mm-hmm. i figured <laughs> you know what i'm sick of you go to the next guy down get <laughs> down what plagues men more? <gasps> Look at you, see? That's what happens when you start talking reckless to me. Hey, watch your mouth. Spirit is all over me. <laughs> you know what? I'm sick of you. What plagues men more in a relationship? Their ego or their pride? I think they're one and the same. Like their ego is going to drive them to be who they are. You know, and their pride is what got them there. Like the pride, the pride is what comes with every man to be considered a man. Like you're supposed to do this, blah, 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 blah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish y'all could see me right now. You're really like, trying it. I'm like really, trying really bogarted her right now <laughs> in this booth. But um, no, I feel like the ego is equally as plaguing as their pride. Because their ego is what, to a certain extent, draws a woman to a man. Like, oh, he's cocky, but I like it. Or he's driven. Oh, I like that. That's that ego. The pride is what doesn't allow them to, like, you know, move past certain things. Their pride is what causes them to say, stay in what the Cora Gio would like to say, a sunken place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you one isn't more excessive than the other, but they're both pretty excessive. I think that ego is what you deal with on the inside. I think that the pride is what everybody else gets to see. So I think yes, in a sense I would flip that. That's you. I would think that for me, my experience of men is that, like, their ego can be big, but if they can tame themselves, then their pride doesn't get in the way. They can still ask for help. They can still be second. They can still put others first. But even to de- debuff that, like like I was saying, that's the other way. Because, like, you've told me many of times, like, oh, my gosh, you have so much ego. Mm-hmm. But you don't see my pride. We don't? You don't. You see my ego because you clearly state, oh my gosh, you have so much ego. Mm-hmm. You state and more so. And you walk so, around with that 24-7. You, right. That is the Stefan. But you state more so that I have more ego and not enough that I'm proud. 
or that I have pride. No, you say that about you. I think you're very prideful. You carry yourself. But in that a goes way. into what I was just saying. Like you state more so that oh my gosh, you have so much ego. More mm-hmm. so than you state that I have pride, mm-hmm. that I'm proud. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't that tie into like you seeing my pride? I mean my ego more so than my pride? Sure, but I think that that's because I'm the one who's in a relationship with you. My point is that other people outside of us, they see. I'm taking a lot of pictures right now, so yeah, because the facial expressions, yo. Everybody else sees the pridefulness. I don't have to not see either. It's a package deal for me, unfortunately. Yeah, whatever. What plagues women more in a relationship? Come on, bro. Sorry. Um, what plagues women more in a relationship? Their insecurities or their want to fix their relationship. I just be feeling like you're coming for me in a lot of these questions. <laughs> but these this are is questions. Such a hot these podcast are, because I really feel like you're. These are questions. Me. <laughs> well, if the shoe fit, where's it? Oh, you know? bet. Um, I bet. I feel that in in a relationship I feel like in our relationship I feel like your insecurities plague you more so than the other way around mm-hmm. um, but they're they're both equally prevalent if that makes sense mm-hmm. like you want to fix our relationship but you also are working on your insecurities, you know? So that's like, again, I don't ask these questions or write down these questions to take shots at the Cora Gia. I write them down because they are great conversations. Mm. They make for a great podcast. They make for truth telling. They make for, you know, vulnerability from what we were talking about earlier. And it's always a segue back to something that we talked about in a previous episode or the current episode. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that you're hosting this particular episode and you feel like I'm taking shots at you, but I'm, I'm really not. Well, it's not even that. It's just more so that, like, you can ask a question and say, what plagues me more in my relationship, my insecurities, or my want to fix things. But then no one gets to see the back story to that why do my insecurities pop out when they do why am i wanting to fix the relationship all the time but that's also a way to segue into that type of question okay just because the questions are not up there on our outline doesn't mean we can't talk about it i don't think the people have that kind of time (laughs) oh they have time if they're tuning in because our our episode right now is almost at an hour right so you know what i'm saying so thank you for tuning in by the way anyway um <laughs> i guess we're talking about me on this bullet point and i would definitely say that my insecurities get in the way of my relationship all the time because i have a lot of ptsd and past trauma that i have to get over and unfortunately when you do shit that triggers me it makes me feel away period of course that goes for anybody. Yeah, but 
you're saying that goes for anybody, but for me, it's considered an insecurity, whereas for other people, it would just be considered what? Questioning their partner? Well, this isn't more so about me questioning you. I feel like... <clears throat> me questioning you. I feel like in in these outlines, it has nothing to do with our relationship. Like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't write these questions based off of the relationship that I have with the Cora Agia. First of all, can we acknowledge the fact that this is the first time you've ever acknowledged that we're in a relationship on air? That's an insecurity for me right there. It's not because I've alley-ooped it to you so many times. Okay. That's Just like our intros. I alley-oop a great segue into you introducing yourself and being like, Akura, blah, 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 blah. But you don't ever take it. Because that's just not my personality. Like in every episode, I've been like, so who are you talking to? And you'd be like, okay, we're moving on. <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? That was in the Let's talk beginning. about it, seeing that we're here. That was in Let's the beginning. Let's talk about it, seeing that we're here. We're talking. Like last that episode. That was in the beginning of our relationship I where I didn't know that we were being out yet. Last episode, I did that. No, you did not do that. We're going to go back and listen to this episode. The, the last one we did. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the episode, I clearly stated, so who are you talking to? You got a man's? Mm -hmm. And then you said, all right, let's move on. And then next week <laughs> of the podcast, she's going to have to come to terms and be like, you were right. I know that I have done that several times in the past because I didn't know that we were being out yet. I'm not hiding anything over here. Okay, here she goes with the, with the <laughs> eyebrow raising. The Rock. The Dwayne Rock Johnson over here with the eyebrow raise. I just want to make sure you're sure when you're saying this on air. If I wasn't sure, I wouldn't say it. V. Oh, Cora okay. Agia. Jesus. Let's segue on to the next Please. Episode. I can't even see. Yikes. Um... Who is more likely to want to fix the relationship? The woman, of course. And I don't even think that needs to be talked about. So who's more likely to feel that something is wrong? The man, of course. No. Oh, because uh, I thought you were, you know, who's more likely to feel that nothing is wrong in the relationship? That's oh, that me. nothing is wrong. Yeah. Mm. And that's the man. Yeah. Typical. You know what? Y'all are oblivious to clear signs right in your face. You and guys, time I have after told you, time. I have told you time and time again, I am oblivious this when it comes to seeing signs. On air. I mean, but it's okay because this is our podcast and mm -hmm. we can do that. And it it's what? Communication. It's just unfortunate that you guys make it seem as if being in a relationship is like rocket science. Sometimes, I feel like sometimes you have to have a, a degree in rocket science. I or feel like engineering. To, I communicate. You know. I over communicate in my relationship to the point where it makes me feel pathetic. I'd be sitting there thinking sometimes, OK, you're really just fucking with me because you want me to be mad. I feel like I over communicate my needs all the time. I feel like you just don't care. And it's very unfortunate because you want to talk about men being oblivious to issues in their relationship, y'all will lose out time and time again because women get exhausted 
of repeating themselves and asking for things, it starts to feel like we're begging. So guess what? I'm just going to be cool. Don't even worry about me. Oh, now that you got your nails done, you can actually throw the peace sign. <laughs> I almost hit you. Uh, you see this? You see this? She's very <clears throat> abusive in this relationship. That is a lie. Okay. Who needs to have more control in a relationship? Neither. There, there isn't a set like uh, designation for control in a relationship. <clears throat> I don't know. I um, I agree that neither. But I think it depends on what you're talking about control of, because there are so many different things to take like, responsibility for in a relationship like i've told you many of times i can't control you i don't pretend that i control you mm-hmm. and i'm never gonna think that i control you mm-hmm. whether we're friends whether we're boyfriend or girlfriend whether we're husband or wife that's not gonna change mm-hmm. i'm not gonna feel like i have control over you just because we have a title Just like I can't stop you from hitting me, I can't stop you from... (laughs) You're really going to go through with that? I mean, you're the one that threatened me on the air, so... Okay. Anywho, should women be more dominant in a relationship? Of course not. (laughs) I was about to say. I don't know what you Uh, think this is. Yeah. Should we be more dominant? That's a big hell no. I think that that was one of my biggest problems in my last relationship is that I came from childhood very independent and very just tough and dominant. I grew up with all boys mostly. Yikes. And that's just how I was. I was rough and tough. So trying to transition into a romantic relationship, especially one where we lived together and we're married, that was rough for me for a while because I didn't know how to be soft. I didn't know how to tone down. Mama ain't raised no hope. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know how to tone it down. So I was very dominant for a long time and it messed up a lot of things. And now I'd like to think that I have a little bit more balance. Um, (laughs) what the hell is funny? really getting on my nerve today see this she's very so should men be more submissive in a relationship yes i'm (laughs) that that was my answer by the way okay (laughs) you're really killing the end of this dog (laughs) podcast right now (laughs) oh my god this is fun i think that the word submissive gets on my nerve why because it just gives off a wrong connotation. I don't want for me to be your master and you be my slave, but I do want for you to bend and be flexible to my needs and to read the room, understand when it's all about you and when it's not. Isn't that what submissive is? Yeah, I think submissive takes it a little further like, than that. Submissive to me right, makes so, me feel like I have to do what you say regardless of if it's what I want to do or not. Then you clearly don't understand the the reason why I wrote it like I wrote it. So like in the previous question when I said, should women be more dominant in a relationship? 
Yes, they should be more dominant to a certain extent. Yes, men should be more submissive to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to give away the answer in the question. That's bad writing. It causes for more interpretation on a subject if if it's just written like that, you know? You write open-ended questions so you have more of a dialogue in between the questions. So submissive, when I say more submissive, it's implied that the man is more dominant. When I write that should a woman be more dominant in a relationship, it's supposed to be implied that a woman is more submissive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in instances like those, yes, a woman should be more dominant in a relationship. And yes, a man should be more submissive in a relationship because it causes for equal control in a relationship. That's just, woo, tying it all in together. You know what I'm saying? My teacher would be so proud of me right now because like, tying it all together that's what we talked about all last semester but yeah let's go let's go let's do this we almost there should women feel like they are the only ones who want to improve their relationship hell no but when do you feel like you've ever mentioned things that you want to improve in your relationship that's why that's why I say hell hell no like should women only feel like they need to be the ones that fix a relationship? No. They don't need to be the only one that feels that they need to fix a relationship. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be a point in a relationship where the man needs to be like, oh, yeah, well, we need to fix this shit because we come to grips. We come to we come to blows. Not, not physically, except for when she was just like, you know, threatening me on the air, like, you know the what I'm saying? Dramatics. She just rolled her eyes at me. I just want the y'all to know. Dramatics. I just want y'all to know that she just rolled her eyes at me. And do you think <clears> you <throat> feel like a Mr. Fix-It in your relationship? Uh, Let's read that again. I see what it says. I'm asking you. I would like you to read it again. <laughs> Should men feel like they are the Mr. Fix-It in a relationship? Nope. Nope. Men shouldn't feel like they're the Mr. Fixits in the in a relationship. Why? Like, yeah, okay. I can put a TV wall mount on the on the freaking wall. Yes, I can fix things with my hands. But why do I have to feel like I'm Mr. Fixit in a relationship? Okay, so you're not gonna say anything about it? Mm-mm. What is the biggest fear you have in your relationship, Stefan? Damn. Um, I don't I, really have too I much. I was about to say, I can already tell you his answer, y'all. What? I don't have any fears. I don't. I don't have so many fears in our relationship. I would say that um, a fear of a loss of our relationship, but I mean, a fear of loss makes it more so that you're getting ready to lose your relationship. You know what I'm saying? Do you fear that you're going to lose your relationship? Not at the current state, no. Do you feel like we're about to lose our relationship? (laughs) What is your biggest insecurity? There we go again. There we go again. Moving right along. You see that? What is your biggest insecurity? Um... 
I would say my biggest insecurity is in a relationship. I mean, I wrote this question, but like my biggest insecurity is my gut. You know, I would like to lose a lot of my gut. But like in our relationship, I don't have the biggest insecurity in our relationship. Not that I know of. Not that I think I have one. No. My biggest fear in our relationship is just simply getting played. Mm. I don't desire to be um, openly cheated on or made a fool out of where I'm the only person who doesn't recognize that that's going on and everybody else around me is, um, you know, knowing the tea. That's, mm. that's definitely my biggest fear. I feel like I'm too mature to have to be in a relationship with a person who would cheat on me behind my back. I felt like I'm much more approachable these days. And you can just tell me, like, girl, I don't want to do this no more. We should just be friends. And I would much more rather that. Much um, more rather? Yep. Okay. My biggest insecurity. That might be for another episode, unless you want to talk about it now. I don't know what my biggest insecurity is. It's fair. It used to be being cheated on, but I don't think that's my biggest insecurity anymore. So it's fair. That's all, folks. See, no, 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 no. Because it says outro and then it says shout outs. <laughs> I think so, we've done enough talking. So I mean, let's let's do the outro and the shout outs. <clears throat> Thank you guys for tuning in to our podcast. Gotta say what the name of the podcast. Second Firstborn Podcast featuring Stefan Devon. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Ain't that what I to just this said? No, no, you didn't. Mm-mm. See how you like to make a fool of me on air? I'm not making a fool of you. you Let's are. try that again, babe. Thank you guys for tuning in to Second Firstborn Podcast with Stefan and Cora. You could have just said Cora and Stefan, but no. Whatever. Take some ownership in your in your podcast, you know. Um, yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for tuning in to the you know second firstborn podcast. Uh, it's been real. It's been nice. It's been fun. We've had uh, quite a quite a, a debate, <laughs> quite a conversation. Yikes! If you guys can see her facial expressions right now, they're quite numerous. Um, she's shaking her head. Um, you know, shout outs like I always do. Shout out to the haters, to the people that don't think I was gonna make it or make it this far. Shout out to my fourth grade teacher. You know, she said that I would have ended up in jail by now. So yeah, Yikes. yeah, big shout out to her. In fourth grade. In fourth grade. Is she white? <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I can't even laugh. Yeah. I'd be ready to fight if a woman told my son that he was going to jail. Especially that light skinned one. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of egregious. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Shout out to the people who listen to the show. Shout out to the people who don't. Um, oh, just so y'all know, a website is on the way. Um, I will be featuring a lot of my written works on there, a bunch of my poetry, things of that nature, and hopefully the 
Core idea. Well, posted some of her journals or some stuff on there. But anyways, it's it's coming soon. Uh, probably within the next week. Um, make sure you check us out on Instagram. The second first porn podcast. <laughs> I didn't know that was my segue. On IG. Um, so sorry. Check out our Facebook page. Second first porn podcast. Hey, there you go. Or you can individually find us. You can, I mean, I don't know if you want to put your personal IG out there for the airways for people to come and follow you, but I'm going to do mine. You can follow me at wavywill23, I believe it is. It's either wavywill23 or wavywill2386, one of the two. Sometimes I forget. Yeah, mine is core in the middle, but it is private, so you have to request me. Hey, mine's private too, so, you know, whatever. It's... Wavy Will twenty three or Wavy Will twenty three eighty six one of the two. Um, you can follow me on Snapchat. Uh, it's Poetic Flavor twenty three. Bam. I was trying to change it, but you know they didn't allow me to do so. So it is what it is. Do you have any shout outs, the Cora Agia? Shout out to my old therapist, Cher. I miss her, man. <laughs> Oof, that sounds like she's calling in for a therapy session. I definitely miss Cher. <clears throat> but that's okay. Somebody in Jacksonville will gladly help take a nigga out. Because <laughs> I really need to seek ye in that way. Seek ye first, <laughs> the kingdom of the therapist. Yeah. Yikes. That's my only shout out for today. Yikes. Well, it's been real. I appreciate you, the Corrigia, for taking your first stab at the hosting the show yeah i'm sorry y'all that it was so dry but yeah it was that choppy. wasn't a good podcast for us to do my it first was, episode it was kind of choppy but i mean all we did was bicker that's what causes for great uh, podcasting anyway open-ended debating we're still doing it yikes yikes so i'm being threatened to get off the air now so guess what i'm gonna do yeah, I'm going to get out there. So, uh, peace out, scouts. <laughs>